Drunk Dietitians is co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. These dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Their mission is for all humans to believe that they were made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. They are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although these ladies are medical professionals, they are human too. They are not afraid to share their deepest, darkest secrets and how years of their lives were taken by diet culture. They started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join Sammy and Jenna for a casual happy hour and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Sammy from Fine Food Freedom here today, and this is another solo episode for me, and I am always missing Jenna when it is just me. So we released a a previous episode that was one of my previous trainings, and you know, I was doing a three-day training series, and I said, why not release all of these? Um, We got so much positive feedback from the first one, and I thought, This one specifically, we get so many questions from our clients, from followers, from family, from friends. How do I combat diet culture talk during the holidays? Whether it's your Uncle Larry talking about how your body's changed or your Aunt Cheryl talking about her stupid fucking keto diet or, you know, or someone making a comment, let's say cousin Kenny, um, comments to, are you sure you really need another helping of that? Fuck that. Um, We are here to support you and help you combat these diet culture comments in whatever way is going to work best for you. And I think, you know, it's so specific to the person. It's so specific to the situation, to the people and the resources that you have around you. But hopefully in this episode, you're going to get all of the tips and tricks you need that going into the holidays, whether it's a family event, whether it is a, uh, like a social event with your friends, you know, what, whatever it is, maybe it's a date night with your partner and they say something and, and not knowing how to react. Um, diet culture does not discriminate and it absolutely lives, breathe and breathes and thrives in our loved ones just as, as much as it does strangers on the internet. So this, this episode, again, another one of my trainings that I've done previously. And I thought that Jenna and I both were already talking about doing an episode on this. And I said, why not use this? Because it has all of the information that we want to get out. So if you're not already, please, please, please follow along on social media at find.food.freedom to follow myself personally, as well as my team of intuitive eating counselors. And definitely, definitely give Jenna a follow as well at happystronghealthy.rd to follow her team as well. So during the holidays, you will have all of the resources, all of the support that you need. Um, Diet culture is allowed outside of the holidays. So making sure that you have the resources that you need is so, so, so important. So, so excited to jump right into this, how to combat diet culture talk during the holidays. Let's go. 
All right. So welcome back to day two out of our three-day Find Food Freedom training series. Um, I'm super excited for today where we're going to talk all about diet culture and how to combat that talk during the holidays. So um, for anyone who is newer or doesn't know me personally yet, um, my name is Sammy and I'm a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor and certified personal trainer, and also the owner of Fine Food Freedom, which is a virtual private practice here. Well, I say here in Ponte Vedra, Florida, but we are hundred percent virtual. So we're everywhere. We have clients truly all over the globe. Um, so we can work with you no matter where you are. We have a mix of one-on-one coaching, group coaching. We have a mastermind program, which has a mix of both one-on-one and group coaching. And we also have our Find Food Freedom online course um, that walks through the 10 intuitive eating principles and teaches you how to apply those to your life. And then I also co-host a podcast. So kind of all over the map, wearing a bunch of different hats. Um, but again, just so excited that you are here to go through today's topic. Um, before we jump in to the topic, I always love to preface for anyone who hasn't heard me speak before that. Yes, I'm a dietitian. Yes. I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor, but I am a normal human being. And I spent years of my life in diet culture. I hated my body. I had extreme anxiety. I worked out every day to burn calories and attempts to lose weight. Um, I would restrict food during the week only to be completely out of control on the weekends. Um, I was definitely excessively drinking at the time. Um, I was chronically yo-yo dieting and I truly thought that my body was the problem. Um, and I weighed myself every single day, like religiously. And depending on what that weight was, that would depict, um, if I was good or bad. So that is something that I, I like to just touch on because it's extremely important to recognize that even though I'm a dietitian, I do understand the struggles that can come from diet culture. Um, but now again, owner of fine food freedom, completely found food freedom. And it, my life has changed dramatically, not only in the food department, um, but it's, it's trickled into so many areas of my life. So I truly respect my body now, regardless of how it fluctuates or, or, or the size or the clothes that I'm wearing. Um, I allow my body to move in ways that I enjoy, but I also love resting and honoring when my body needs rest. I do not restrict any foods. Carbs are at every single meal and snack whenever I want them. Um, I love nutrient dense foods that make my body feel physically pleasant. And, and I truly enjoy incorporating those nutrient dense foods instead of now, you know, back in the day, air quotes, having to eat them all the time. Um, I do not weigh myself. I cannot tell you the last time I've weighed myself. Um, and that is something with my clients as well. We, we completely remove the scale and the this, we call it like being a slave to the scale. We remove that from your life so you can get so much time and mental bandwidth back. So with that being said, that brings us into today where I want you to take a deep breath, just like we did yesterday, take a deep breath and let it out um, and, and really allow yourself to be present. Leave all the guilt and shame at the door. Um, give yourself grace and just stay curious as you are learning 
and listening today um, because we're going to talk about some things that may be triggering or that may bring up some past events or memories that you have um, with family or friends that hurt you. And please know that there's no shame or guilt in any of this. We're just creating curiosity because the more curious we stay, the more that we can grow and learn together. So today's presentation um, is all about how to navigate diet culture talk during the holidays. So um, I, I definitely want you to know too, if you're on today's training, Anna, my virtual assistant, will be in the chat. So if there's additional resources or things that we're going to be sending to you guys, you will see that in the chat. Um, so if I say like this podcast or, you know, this book, she will be linking it for you as well. So today's presentation, how to navigate diet culture talk during the holidays. This again, this entire holiday series, I'm so pumped because of course it is very specific to holidays, but this, you can just kind of like slash out the during the holidays part, how to navigate diet culture talk, period, right? Like diet culture talk doesn't only happen during the holidays, but it's a hell of a lot more prevalent. So this is important that we're recognizing it's more stressful during the holidays. There is more of the diet culture talk during the holidays, especially once January comes around and people start the new year, new you crap. Um, so we're going to help navigate that talk. So in all of my trainings, I always, always, always mention food and fearless. Um, Taylor, who is an amazing dietitian, I highly recommend anybody listening to this follow at food and fearless on Instagram. She's a dietitian um, rooted in intuitive eating and health at every size and has the cutest pictures ever that I love to set as my background. I love to use them in presentations and I just think they're so helpful. So this one is just so simple, but I thought it was such a great way to start today's conversation of it's a picture that says diet talk is boring period. And I love that because I think it's really important to recognize that during the holidays, right? Maybe you're seeing family members you haven't seen in a while, or you're seeing friends at a party or whatever it is. And maybe you're not just you, but in general, the conversation is lacking, right? And people are looking for something to talk about. Diet talk is so boring and it's so prevalent because I think sometimes people are just looking for fillers. So if you think about like whenever people just talk about the weather, right? Oh, did you see it's raining? Like who cares, right? <laughs> Unless we're in a tropical storm or something. Same thing with diet talk. I think people revert to it because it's easy. Everybody eats food or maybe they're struggling with um, disordered eating and it's all they can think about is food and their diet because they're freaking starving. Um, but diet culture talk is boring, right? So let's, let's switch the narrative. Let's bring up really fun, um, passionate conversations this holiday season and vow to each other that we're not going to contribute to the boring diet talk. So if we are going to talk about food, let's talk about what we do eat instead of talking about what we don't eat please. And thank you. So how many times have we been at an event or a holiday dinner or whatever it is? And people are sitting there saying like, well, I don't eat carbs or I don't eat sugar or I don't eat this ingredient. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you just want to like eye roll. Right? So if that's coming up, why can't we switch that narrative to let's talk about what we do eat. Right. And of course that fine food freedom, that means all foods. So that's 
carbohydrates, that's proteins, that's fats, it's nutrient dense foods, it's the fun foods, it's the play foods, and, and talking about how all of that can satisfy us. Words matter. Um, the way that you talk about food matters. For any parents or just guardians or role models out there, how you talk about your food in front of young children matters. They hear it, they sense it, they store it, they pick it up. Um, and if there is any morality rooted in that, that conversation, they will pick up on that. So let's talk about what we do eat, not what we don't eat. So first things first, I want you to think about a time during the holidays when diet culture talk has occurred. So go ahead and take a few moments. You can pull your phone out. You can write this in the chat. You can um, say it out loud. You can write it in a notebook. Think about a time where diet culture talk has occurred, right? I really want you to think about it. And some of you, it might be like so triggering that you're like, yes, I got it three years ago at this party. Da, 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 da. Or for some of you, it might be a little harder. You're like, hmm, let me think. So think about a time where diet culture talk has occurred. Now we're going to walk through today different scenarios. We're also going to like role play a little bit and make sure that we feel ready for the holidays. And then I'm going to give you different ways that you can react. And it's totally up to you how you want to react, um, which we'll jump into. So first, I'm going to give you some very general examples of diet culture talk. So example one, oh my God, I don't eat carbs. This stuffing is going to make me so fat. If I'm starting a diet tomorrow, right? Very basic. We hear this crap all the time. Example two, good thing we burned off all those calories at the turkey trot this morning. That one's like a little more sly. Like it's definitely diet culture talk, but it maybe isn't as aggressive as that first one. And then the third one where it gets really like a direct attack. Do you really need that second slice of pumpkin pie, sweetie? So this might be coming from a parent or an aunt or whoever, a, a partner. Um, these are all just very basic examples of diet culture talk. And I also want you to know if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh my God, I've said those things. We're leaving the guilt and shame at the door, right? There is no shame in saying that you've contributed to diet culture talk. Um, we all have. I can, I can promise you that. If you're listening to this, you have contributed to diet culture talk at some time because it's what we're surrounded by. But the first step is building awareness around what it is so that we can either redirect the narrative or, um, or we can stop it, prevent it, right? Maybe one of these thoughts occurs in our head and then it's like, okay, no, that's diet culture. I'm going to reframe this sentence, right? Or I'm going to reframe this so the people around me are not hearing this. So whether you're someone who can actively contributes to diet culture. Maybe you're a parent who wants to change the narrative for your child. Maybe you're recovering from an eating disorder and you're really, really hypersensitive right now to these kind of comments and feel really triggered by it. Um, maybe you have a friend or a family member that you're going to be around that you know that they um, are struggling and you just want to be extra careful and supportive to them with your narrative. There are so many ways that this, this conversation is going to benefit people. Um, but I think remembering that you can leave the guilt and shame at the door if you've contributed, because honestly, I can say that 
at some point in my life, I've said all of the three examples that I literally just said to you. Um, and at the time I genuinely thought that there was nothing wrong with me and that I was actually being air quotes healthy. So no shame, no guilt in that just recognizing and building awareness. So another image here from food and fearless that says, let's stop, um, moralizing health, right? So we, we really, really, really want to remove the good and bad from food and we could go all the way back. We have another training. Um, it's at bit bit.ly slash find food freedom training. That link will take you to our, how to make peace with food webinar, um, or training. So Anna, will share that with you in the chat here, bit.ly slash find food freedom training will take you directly to our how to make peace with food training. And that will go deep into for one full hour, how to remove, um, the good and bad with food, how to remove morality tied to food. Because if we have morality tied to food, it's really hard to talk about food without using the good and bad, the guilty, the shameful language, the judgmental language. So that's a whole nother conversation, but I do want to bring awareness to it because if you feel like, Oh yes, I feel guilt and shame with food. I think of many foods as good, many foods as bad that I, I try to avoid this. We need to go deeper there, but we're going to stay on topic today, um, of, okay, more examples of diet mentality. So principle number one of intuitive eating is reject the diet mentality. If we do not reject the diet mentality, it is impossible to implement the other intuitive eating principles. One of which, which we just talked about is making peace with food. So these are examples that you may have heard others say, you may have said them yourself at some time. I need to burn off what I eat. I need to earn the food I eat. I have to restrict my intake. I can't eat more than my partner. I have to save my calories to eat my Thanksgiving meal. This list could go on infinity, truly infinity, but these are just simple examples of diet mentality. And we want to shift that to the food freedom mentality of I move my body because I enjoy it, not because I have to. I don't have to burn or earn my food. My body needs calories or energy to live. My food choices do not hold morality and do not make me a good or bad person. I honor my hungry and my hunger and I eat. I trust my body. My hunger is my own. Another way I like to say this, my plate, my business, and it's nobody else's. And so food freedom is being so confident and trustworthy of yourself and your own cues that people around you can say all they want about their diets or what they should eat or shouldn't eat or what you're eating or your, and you don't give a shit, <laughs> like plain and simple, right? About them because you're so at peace with who you are and yourself um, and your choices. So this is something that I, I, I love that my plate, my business, and that can be your little mantra for the holiday season. And we're going to go into how to get there because that's really, really hard is when other people are triggering you and you're working so hard at your food freedom that they can throw you off. And so we're going to make sure that we set some boundaries to protect you. So 
what I think is really important to recognize, and I've said this a little bit today, is you can't control what is said to you, but you can control how you respond. And once we come to peace with that and recognize that we're in, we have no control over what our family says or does or what our our friends say or do or people on social media, we can't control them. And commenting on their photo or throwing a snarky remark back at them is not going to help. It is going to make things worse. worse. And um, Evelyn Triboli said this to us on one of our previous podcasts, the author of Intuitive Eating. She said, are people reachable and are they teachable? Do not waste your precious time and energy um, trying to turn someone um, or control someone when you have no control over them. So once you have this radical acceptance of you can't control what's said to you, but you can control how you respond, truly that's where the magic happens in this conversation of combating diet culture talk and verbiage, because you can then learn how to protect you. And that is what is so important. And we're, again, we're going to go into these tips right here. So how to respond to diet culture talk, a few reminders about how to set boundaries, rehashing what I just said, protect your energy. Um, One time I was working with a therapist and she said to me, Sammy, boundaries exist to make you feel safe, not the others that you're setting the boundaries for. And I was like, Ooh, that was rough. Like I needed to hear that because I'm a people pleaser and I don't know how to say no. And finally it was after, you know, really working on boundaries that they exist to make you feel safe, not the others in your life. And if somebody gets angry with you based on a boundary that you set to protect your mental health, that does not mean that you shouldn't have set the boundary at all. That means that you did the right thing and not because they got angry, but just because you, you said, yes, I'm prioritizing me before somebody else. Um, it is not your job to save everybody from diet culture. You get to, you get to choose what conversations you engage in. This is another one that Evelyn Triboli, again, the podcast that we did with her, um, on drunk dietitians and Anna just shared this in the chat. Um, we talked all about, can you lose weight and intuitively eat? But we also talked deeply about, um, protecting your own boundaries with diet culture. And I think a lot of times we see people that are so entrenched in diet culture have so many disordered eating behaviors that we feel the need to help and pull them out of that. But if they're not reachable, if they're not teachable, it's not, it's not worth it. You keep, you know, spread your message on social media, um, lead by example, but you don't need to campaign and fight others based on their messages, if they're not reachable, if they're not teachable, protect your energy. So now we're going to break these next few down in depth, but how to respond to diet culture talk, the big five points. You have permission to excuse yourself. You have permission to say nothing at all. You have permission to change the subject. You have permission to set a firm boundary, and you have permission to create curiosity and conversation if it feels right. So now I want to break those five down and, and give you examples. So how, how to respond to diet talk or diet culture talk, right? Number one, excuse yourself completely. 
if somebody says something to you so deeply triggering where you feel your heart racing, your face is flushed, your jaw is clenched, your hands are sweating or gripped together, you're having a physical response and emotional in the same moment, get out. You do not need to stay there. Um, so it can be as simple as, excuse me real quick, I'm going to run to the restroom. They're not going to question if you need to go to the restroom or not. Get out, go to the restroom, do some deep breathing, have the mantra on your phone, my plate, my business, or you know any of, of um, someone to talk to, You know, have something in your phone ready to go, maybe a calming quote or a song or something that can kind of bring you back down. Um, could be as simple as to, um, you know, pulling your phone out and kind of clicking around on it. And, Oh, sorry, my friend's calling me. I was waiting for this. Can you excuse me? Get up, get out, say hello on your phone. Who cares if nobody's there? It does not matter. Get out of the situation. If you know that you're not going to be able to respond, um, you're not going to be able to, to calm down, get out get out, get out, get out, excuse yourself from the situation. So that is number one. Number two is do not say anything at all. Now this one, I know personally does not work for me. (laughs) I do not want to sit there and listen to diet culture talk. And unfortunately, whether I'm at a family event or a social event, most people know what I do. So they try to pull me into the conversation because they want my opinion on it. Um, So this one doesn't work for me very well, but it could be not saying anything. If you feel like it's not too triggering, you have permission to sit there and, and take in the conversation without participating. If someone asks for your opinion, you kind of brush it off and I don't really know, you know, you have permission to do that. Um, You can also, you know, depending on where you're at in recovery, you can definitely start to recognize that once that anger goes away for the people diet, the diet culture talk that people have, I think the next step is empathy and compassion because you know that these people are so deeply rooted in diet culture and so entrenched that it's, you almost feel bad for what they're talking about. Um, so just know that not saying anything and not contributing is an option. If you don't want to get up and excuse yourself, if you don't feel that physically triggered by it, and you're just like, I just don't give a shit. I don't want to say anything. It's not worth wasting my breath. You have total permission. Start scrolling on your phone. Um, you know, excuse yourself without having to get up. You can totally do that. Number three, change the subject entirely. So you can totally, totally take what they're saying and just acknowledge it and move on. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. So let's say um, your, you know, your aunt says, Oh, did you hear about this new diet? It sounds wonderful. And you're like, no, you know what? I didn't hear about that. But did you hear that the Steelers are seven and O right now? Um, and of course I'm going to drop that line right now because the Steelers truly are undefeated right now. Um, first time since 1978, I believe, but I'm going to stop right there before I go on a tangent. Um, but taking that and just fully switching it, right? So if this is a a response tactic that you like, you can have your your little facts or your your little things ready to go so that when somebody says something, you're not triggered by it, you're ready for it and you're actually ready to redirect right away. So 
Another one, if any of you follow me on social media, you probably know that I have a French bulldog named Biggs. And if you open up my camera roll, it's about 5,422 pictures of him. I made that number up, but that was probably a pretty close guess. So when someone says, oh, did you hear about that, that keto diet? It sounds like a great one. You know, yeah, I heard about it, but I really, really, really wanted to show you my French bulldog Biggs, look what he did the other day. Look how funny this is. It's a, it's a total redirect and it, it removes diet talk from the conversation and hopefully distracts the person. And you start to talk about something that you actually want to talk about. That is that to me, this one, number three, changing the subject is so helpful because then you can actually spend the time with this loved one if you want to and talk about things that are more meaningful to you. So you can have a little short list in your phone of things that you're excited to show people. Maybe it was a hiking trip you went on or a new um, movie that you just saw or something that you really love and are passionate about that you have ready to talk about so you can deflect and change the subject. Number four is setting a firm boundary. So this, this one takes a lot of practice. Um, and I also recommend doing this when it's very clear that maybe the other person is trying to cause harm or is just really not getting it, right? So let's say we tried changing the subject and they come back again. Um, this is where the firm boundary can be really helpful. And again, writing these out ahead of time. So you, when the trigger comes, you are prepared. So you know what? I don't want to talk about diet stuff. There are so many more other important things that we can talk about right now. Just straight up saying that, or you know what? I really don't want to engage in diet culture talk right now, but I'm, I'm super genuinely interested in how has your family been this year, right? So, so you're, you're setting a firm boundary, but you're also coupling that with, you know, I'm not willing to talk about this, but I really do want to hear about X, Y, and Z in your life. That is really meaningful because it shows like, Hey, I'm not here for this, but I am here for you. And that is a great way that again, it's keeping you safe. And it's also still engaging that friend or family member in a conversation. And so, um, another little image here from food and fearless saying, please keep your unsolicited health advice to yourself. Thank you. Um, and I feel like I should just wear that like sign on my head at family events, but, um, I do not, but I just love throwing these little things in there and reminding you that nobody knows your body, your brain, your mental health better than you do. Trust yourself, work through these, these different, um, uh, responses and see what you think is going to work best for you. And last but not least, create curiosity and conversation. Now this one, I will be honest might be more for somebody who is very, very advanced in intuitive eating and or um, removing diet culture from their life. Somebody who is much more, you know, further along in ditching dieting and recovery from eating disorder uh, is creating curiosity and conversation. Now that doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. That does not mean you have to be a dietitian to do this. Um, but it, you want to make sure that you feel safe if you're going to do this. I also think it comes down to, is it the right person? 
So you might notice that you're talking to. So you might notice that a family member is visibly struggling with disordered eating. They maybe have even, let's say you're on an intuitive eating journey and you've shared this on Instagram. They may even know that about you. So they feel safe coming to you to say, huh, you know, I'm still, I'm still doing that keto diet. I, I really don't know. What do you think? Right. That's very different than someone trying to push something on you. So if you know that somebody's struggling in your family and they kind of open up to you, this is where, if you feel comfortable, you can create that curiosity with them and you can have a conversation with them. Again, if you want to, you get to call the shots, nobody else. So example responses. Um, I'm, you know, let's say someone's talking about their relationship with food and you could say, I'm working on making peace with food and, and my relationship with food. Where has, if you don't mind me asking, you know, how long have you been dieting for and, and where have those years of dieting gotten you thus far, right? Open-ended question, huge, huge point in this, this space, open-ended question. Or have you ever noticed that the foods that you restrict are also the foods that you feel out of control around. Making peace with food has really helped me, you know, all foods fit. And I find that I'm not binging as much. So let's say that would be a great response. If, you know, somebody was talking about if they're, they're not allowed to eat carbs at Thanksgiving dinner, then you could say like, just because they're not eating carbs at Thanksgiving dinner, I promise you they are eating carbs at some point in their life. And chances are when they're eating them, they are out of control around them. So we know that, right? If we go back to, to our day one, a food obsession, right? Restriction fuels binging. So maybe asking them, do you ever notice that the foods that you restrict are also the foods you feel out of control around? Um, asking that, asking for examples, engaging in conversation. Now, this is very important that number five, creating curiosity and conversation. I only um, recommend using this when you feel safe and you genuinely want to engage in the conversation. We do not do this with an angry uncle who is convinced that the keto diet has changed his life and he will never eat a carbohydrate again. And he doesn't want to hear what anyone else has to say. That is not the time to try to create curiosity and conversation. So it's, it's being able to read the person and where they're at. And it takes practice. This is not about being perfect and responding to diet culture talk. But it's being able to recognize where they are in their journey. And then what mental capacity you have that day. If you're like, you know what? Today is not the day. I'm shutting this shit down. You could just excuse yourself from any conversation. And that's a firm boundary. It's easy. It's done. You know, going into it, right? Um, or you could go in and say, any diet culture talk that gets brought up today, I'm going straight to changing the subject. I'm not even going to try. And so that's fine too. This is so different for every single person. Um, and and that's that's okay. Um, you have permission to vent. This is not necessarily one of those five um, example responses that we went over, but this is a really important key note that we kind of talked about in the, the first response. If you excuse yourself, right? Having a, a accountability, right? Having somebody to text when things come up, if you feel like, oh my gosh, 
this is too much. My heart rate's up. I'm really triggered that I'm not doing okay. Have somebody to text that understands what you're going through. Um, if you know that you have a family member that will be present, that understands the journey that you're on and can support you, have those people in your corner. Um, go have a code word. You can even make it fun. Like cornbread stuffing. When I say cornbread stuffing, that means I need to talk to you, right? Or whatever it is, but having people that can support you, knowing too, whether it's us and or many other dietitians out there, we have a team of dietitians and intuitive eating counselors that are more than equipped to help you. With every single client we work with, we have a texting platform it looks like texting with 24 hours support where our clients, when they are triggered or when something comes up or they want to share something with us, it is in the chat immediately. And so it's important to know that you have the support that you need, whether that's professional support, like we're talking about, or just a friend. Um, we also have our free Facebook community, which is food freedom family.com. Anna will put that in the chat for you. If you go to foodfreedomfamily.com, you can request to join our free Facebook community, which is filled with over 1400 um, amazing humans from all over that are working towards food freedom. So you could just go right into our Facebook group and start looking for support, right? There are many, many resources and making sure that you have that support lined up for when you need it is super, super important. So I want you to practice um, some of this. I want you to really think about these things. So pull out your phone, pull out a notebook and write these down. And then I want you to practice with those five response tactics that we talked about maybe how you would individually respond to these. And these are great ways that, again, we are role-playing. So when or if this happens, you are now ready. So let's say Aunt Cheryl says, wow, you look really different. I guess it really has been a stressful year. Write that in your notebook. Write that in your phone. Wow, you look really different. I guess it has been a stressful year. Write that down practice responding to somebody making an unsolicited comment about your body, which one, that ain't okay. But two, remembering, is it going to be worth it to fight back? Or what is my, what is my response tactic going to be? Another one I want you to role play with. Let's say this is cousin Patty. We've used this example a lot today. I'm doing keto tomorrow to burn off all this fat who is with me, right? So she's looking for external validation. She is clearly calling out a specific diet, um, which we know is very disordered because it cuts out an entire group of food um, or an entire nutrient, right? Carbohydrates, very slim to none of them. So write this one down. I'm doing keto tomorrow to burn off all of this fat. Who's with me? How would we respond to that? And then the last one from Uncle Kenny, are you really going back for seconds already? Are you sure you're still hungry? So this one is somebody questioning your internal cues 
that only you should be calling the shots to. So again, Uncle Kenny says, are you really going back for seconds? Are you sure you're still hungry? Write that one down. So these three examples, one was unsolicited comment on body. One was specifically tied to a fad diet. And the other one is questioning your internal cues. Those are three very separate situations that you can now use those five tactics we've talked about to map out how you would respond if those were said to you. So let's all take a deep breath. I feel like this gets heavy because this is like, oh, I don't want to deal with this shit, right? And we shouldn't have to, but unfortunately we live in a world with a very prominent diet culture. So let's take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Good. So we have only covered the tip of the iceberg during today's training. Um, this, this training today can feel really overwhelming if you don't have food freedom, because if you're trying to work towards food freedom and now you have external triggers coming at you, that can be really disruptive to your journey. And I want to acknowledge all of the work that you've already done thus far. And just the fact that you're listening to this right now, that is huge. You are, you're outwardly saying, I care about my relationship with food and my mental health, and I want to continue to do better. And that's awesome. But please know that after listening to this, this is not meant for you to feel like everything's perfect. And now anytime someone says a diet culture comment that you're just going to la-da-da, like be fine. It's okay to get mad. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to be, you know, really sad or, or feel, you know, feel bad for people that are saying this. There's, it's okay to have all of these different emotions at once. So it's important to remember how long have you been dieting for? When was your first memory of dieting? And another question to add to this is, you know, what are diet culture comments or talk that have been said to you over the years? We could totally do a timeline about this and thinking back to all of the different holidays and things that just stick out to you. Go back to the holiday parties were there any unsolicited comments about your body, what diet you're doing, how much you're eating that sticks with you. That is diet culture trauma. And that takes time to heal from. So being able to just build awareness first and foremost around this is a huge step. So please, please, please give yourself credit for the fact that you are building awareness. So we do have a few spots left in our group coaching. Um, we, the group coaching is such a great option at Find Food Freedom because you get 12 weekly calls with our team. Every single person on the Find Food Freedom team is a certified uh, intuitive eating counselor under Evelyn Triboli. And they, we are also registered dietitians. So you're getting credentialed medical professionals. Uh, you will join a very, very supportive community of amazing humans who are working towards one thing, food freedom. Um, you're going to get lifetime access to our online course, plus which has over 20 videos, as well as 120 plus page workbook. Um, in our course, we have a body image coach, a therapist, an intuitive uh, fitness personal trainer, and, and so many more resources in there. 
So you're going to get that lifetime access to that course in addition to the actual group calls, which are all recorded and sent out to you. So the great thing about group coaching too is because it's 12 weeks, it lasts through the holidays. So you will have us as a support system, not only our team of professionals, but you're also going to have the other amazing humans in the group that understand what you're going through and are working towards the same thing. So when we talked about different ways to have support, this is a great, great way to do it. So group coaching is for you. If you say, I want to understand the intuitive eating principles and how they apply to me. I want to make peace with food. I want to trust my body. I want to have permission to eat all food and enjoy it and actually feel physically and emotionally pleasant from it. I want to support my physical, mental, emotional health. I want to be a part of a community of like-minded individuals. And I genuinely want to improve my health. If you're saying yes, 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 okay, yes, yes, you're checking the boxes off, right? That is a great thing. Um, So we have our application for group coaching, we screen all of our group members just because we want to make sure that it is a safe space and that everybody is working towards food freedom. So if you go to bit.ly at, or excuse me, forward slash apply dash find food freedom, all lowercase, all one word, that will take you directly to our application. That is bit.ly bit.ly forward slash apply dash find food freedom to get to our application. Um, I highly recommend, even if you don't know if you want to do the group to apply so we can help assess your current relationship with food and body, and we can get you the support that you need. Um, Anybody that books um, from hearing this, you will get a bonus one-on-one call with myself directly. So as soon as we get you into that group, I will get you on the phone and we will start talking through what obstacles you are struggling with. So again, that's bit.ly forward slash apply dash find food freedom, and that'll take you directly to our application. So now that we are wrapped up here, I want to absolutely answer. I see a question over here in the chat. Can we straight up tell someone I have no interest in talking about that? Um, I'd be happy to talk about other things going on in your life though. This is a great question. And I think this comes back to number four. We talked about the example response of setting a firm boundary, right? So that's exactly what that is right there. That is a perfect example, Kim, um, of I have no interest in this. This does not serve me, right? But I would love to hear about X, Y, or Z in your life. So that is a perfect example of a firm boundary of making sure that we're protecting you and your mental health, but then also going and saying, tell me about you know, your kiddos, tell me about your job, tell me about your partner, tell me about that hiking trip you went on a few months ago, you know, what, t- whatever, tell me about that, um, you know, that, that movie you posted about on your story the other night, whatever it is, it could be something so silly, but absolutely. That's a, that's a mix of firm boundary and changing the subject and redirecting. And you can totally combine these different example responses that we talked about tonight too. So if there are no further questions um, from our live training tonight, 
Thank you so much for, for being here. Um, it means the world to me. And like I said, bit.ly slash apply dash find food freedom, um, to apply for our group coaching. And tomorrow will be our third and final training day, which we will be diving deep into how to travel stress-free during the holidays. So we know that COVID is a stressful time and that that adds a whole nother layer, layer to stress and travel, but we will absolutely um, be talking about how to fuel properly, how to take care of you, how to do simple acts of self-care that are going to help you if you decide that traveling is something that you want to engage in for the holidays. So thank you so much for being here. Um, it has been such an honor to chat with you guys again, and I look forward to our next training. So I will see you tomorrow. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there, and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon.